bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I'm excited because I have a guest in the studio who I've known for about 25 years. About 25 years. I met you about three or four years in. But but as soon as I met, no. I don't remember. All I know is you were... You weren't in New York, then you were in New York, and then you were mm-hmm. back from New DC. York. DC. Uh-huh. DC. Yeah, for the for the Thurgood Marshall. Right, exactly. Right. But you know, you're probably thinking New York too because uh we had our corporate headquarters mm-hmm. there initially. Right. And then we moved our advocacy work to wow. DC. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well there you go. So and oh. here, here we are. Oh. So Urban League. First things first, name change. Yeah, so had we not changed it last time I was here? Maybe not. We did, but, but we maybe never we didn't talk about, about it. it. So right. we did this, Ken, um, back, oh, last year. Mm-hmm. And um, reason being is, first of all, as we're continuing to evolve in our impact around employment, understanding that 40% of the jobs are outside the city of Milwaukee mm-hmm. and that the title Milwaukee urban league somewhat implied. We just work with people in Milwaukee, right. you know, 
right. companies, businesses, etc. Mm-hmm. And it was important for us to show that we are interested in working regionally okay. in surrounding ah. counties. And, um, you know, it's not uh, unusual for urban leagues to be greater. I mean, there's even the right. Urban League of Greater Madison. Right. So they deal with right. Madison and surrounding, right. you know. In Ohio, I mean, all over the country, mm-hmm. you have greater right. because they're looking at surrounding areas. And I especially felt it was important because I believe as a state and especially as a region, as a city, that we have to begin thinking more globally because for so long we've been so insular as mm-hmm. Milwaukee, right. you know. Um, well, I don't, I don't know if you've been insular. I mean, I've, I've heard of people getting help. And, and, you know, in the wild counties and coming into the city, stuff like that. But but I, I, I guess, you know, my my reason for the question is that is that as you grow, you know, and I've watched it grow tremendously mm-hmm. um, between you and Ralph. Mm-hmm. You know, we've watched that organization go from, you know, not even making a million dollars a year mm-hmm. to really doing some phenomenal things and grants and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. How can the greater Milwaukee piece help you? Let's say I'm in Racine County and I just graduated from high school and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So Racine Kenosha. Mm. Can, can you move closer to the mic? Racine? Okay. Is that better? Racine Kenosha. Um, we'll work with them, but mm-hmm. we do have an urban league in Racine Kenosha. Right. So that's right. one of the right. areas okay. that, you know, we'll, we'll collaborate. But what, what we're envisioning is that as, Businesses know that we're helping with employment, that they know we can be a partner to them. And, you know, in the past, it's been a primary focus to businesses in the Milwaukee area. But again, we know that things have expanded. And so we want to make sure that we're part of that story Mm -hmm. and part of the collaboration and the impact outside. So that's what I mean about, about Insular. Okay. And so you work with partnerships of, of pretty much all the legacy organizations and we do, we do. So, um, you know, NAACP, I mean, we connect with them, Mm -hmm. especially if it's in terms of some of the policy issues. Um, you know, we just expanded our footprint to 34th and silver spring. Okay. So we now have our first satellite office. And it's the original World Outreach Center, right. Pastor Melvin Skip. Right. And as you may know, they purchased property in Oak Creek, so they have their church out in Oak Creek, but they're also still serving um, the in Milwaukee, right. but not as regularly. And they were looking to partner with us anyway. So mm-hmm. this has worked well because what what that center allows us to do is stronger engagement between right. our programs but even more than that, just the outreach, because that's a very busy neighborhood. Yes, it is. Yes, it um, is. The bus stop is right in front right. of the building. You got the and library on Villers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then people are used to World Outreach Center being a place of activity right. anyway. You right. know, so with us now being there, it just adds even more value, okay. I believe, to that community uh-huh. and to our ability to reach individuals. So you've got this event coming up. On the 5th of November. 
that I'm planning on being at, by the way. I'm just saying. I I'm not, matter of fact, we got a few things going on. Uh, with the you truth do. That day. Truth, truth uh, is one of yeah. our sponsors. So we're yes, excited. We, we yes, so we appreciate you all being yeah. a part of us as you're continuing to grow as a station. Yeah. And so, yes, November 5th, Wisconsin Center District, you know, that's our major fundraiser, Mm -hmm. the Black and White Ball, which has been going on about 36 years now and was purposely started to bring blacks and whites together in this city to have just a casual setting to have fun and laugh and engage, but also um, have an opportunity to address critical issues that require collective right. efforts. Right. And so we continue with that same right. premise. We've got Eric Benet as the headliner this year. That's which, the only reason I'm going. I'm, I know. I'm, well, just, people, I'm just telling everybody. People, you know what, stop. I'm so just saying. people are <laughs> excited. And people are excited because he's can, can old. We, can we interview him afterwards? Can we, can we talk to him? And don't even put me on the spot here. We'll talk about it afterwards. Well, I could just hijack him when he get off the plane, and then I, we'll just have Ken, him, and then you'll Ken, be looking for him. Be like, Ken, Eric, you're supposed to go on. Ken, like, where's Eric? Ken, and then the first thing you're going to do is scream, Ken, bring him back. No, nah, you know I'm just teasing. I love you, too. I, I, think, I, think, I think that is a poignant choice for where you are now. Yes. That that, that alone will bring people together. And to hear just how he grew up in Milwaukee and how he came to be and all, all the all the struggles he had. Mm-hmm. But yet he still made it and he's still there. That's so for him to connect with the Urban League is like, I mean, it, it just makes sense. Right. And you're right. I mean, we need this yeah. at this point in time right. because while we are progressing, I think as a city, it's, it's interesting because we're moving ahead, we're advancing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have a large segment of our community that's not feeling that advancement and is not seeing hope in a future. And so our, um, our work also focuses on how do we, how do we continue to empower and to inspire the students that we're working with in some of the schools, as well as the adults that, you know, are crossing our path as we market the work that we do. I'm not going to ask it now. I'm, I'm going to wait till after the break because I want to. I want to really dive into what it, what the segments are that you do. Because mm-hmm. I think I think many times we have legacy organizations that are not as active as the Urban League, that are not as um, rambunctious. Right? We're going to get this done, and if you don't want to help us, we're going to go around you. We're going to go over you, but we're going to get mm-hmm. this done because this is what's needed in a community. Mm-hmm. And so you have so many components. Mm-hmm. You have so many um, internal organizations and committees that deal with race, that deal with gender, that deal with age, that deal with all those things that really for someone to come to the Urban League and say, hey, I couldn't find myself. That'd be pretty hard to do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, especially which I probably should have known before I joined the Guild. But, mm-hmm. but I joined the Guild and I'm like, well, what do y'all do? And they said, we'll volunteer. I said, but but what do you mean? And they said, volunteer. Every time you see something, if there's an event or if there are people there or if people doing this, yeah, that's us. Because when you think about it, people that are in something like the guild, and of course I want to talk about the the, the young professionals and all that, but mm-hmm. people that are in the guild are at an age, my age, where we've done all our legwork and ripping and running and president of this and vice of that and treasurer, but now we get to sit. And, and literally pass on everything that we've built to other people mm-hmm. to watch other people do the labor and give direction and all that. And I kind of look at the urban league like that. 
that you all are in a place where you give direction to a city and you give really leadership. And so I'm starting to think in many cities where the urban league goes, the city goes too. Mm-hmm. you know, you could probably go back and look at New York. You could look at Detroit. Anytime it, things went down, it first started when the urban league tried to do certain things and make change. And then it happened. But then it was one of those organizations that comes through. So after the break, I want to, I want to, hopefully you can, you can outline what exactly, what are the components of the urban league? What are those organizations within it? Like the guild and young professionals and y'all got anything for older people other than guild? I guess. The guild know. is for over 40. Well, okay. All right. Over 40. You know, 80 year olds. And- well, you know what? My mom is 88 and she was tutoring kids. Yeah, but your mother's like a whole other, like, yeah, I got friends of mine. They, their grandparents are like 102 years old. I'm like, okay. So they just super women. It's wonderful. That's phenomenal. Well, when you know your purpose. That's right. And you're driven. That's right. It just becomes who you are, which is why my mom is now 91. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Eve Hall, CEO, president of Urban League. When we come back, all the components of the Urban League, what they do, and how you can become involved. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We are live with President and CEO of the. It's going to be hard for me to keep saying Greater Milwaukee Urban League. I keep wanting to say Urban League of Greater Milwaukee. So anyway, um, it's just before the break we were talking about the structure of Urban League, and so we we hear a lot about what you do. But what's what's the actual structure? What are the departments that you have within the Urban League? So we focus on education, employment, advocacy. So what does that mean? Um, education, we are actually mentoring students mm-hmm. um, in public, private, and charter schools. Um, we're in the midst of really trying to recruit people to come in the schools because we are one of several sites around the country doing project ready mentoring, which is all around retention of our students. It's exposing our students. Like, you know, as I sit here in the radio station for those who may like communications, wouldn't it be great for them to come here and see what our radio stations look like? So it's exposing them to um, business community and also post-secondary. We provide laptop awards, Dr. Ken, every year um, through an application process. And just recently, we were able to award $1,000 scholarships to students. 
we also have graduate to employment program for our high school students. So students who aren't quite sure about what they want to do right. after graduation right. may not be college. It may be something else. We're exposing them to also employment training, but just exposure again to what are right. the different aspects out here mm-hmm. in our community. So employment, um, we are almost overhauling employment to go beyond some of our basic placement for individuals who are just trying to get back on their feet. And oftentimes it's these $7.50 jobs that really don't help advance. Um, And while we know we do have some individuals that have to start at that place to move forward, depending on where they are, um, we're also focusing heavily on career advancement, upskilling for those Mm. who are unemployed with skills, um, those that may be underemployed, those right. that may be employed looking for something else, and we're focused on five industries that really are high demand and looking for more diversity, healthcare, hospitality, manufacturing, technology, and construction and trades. So I could just do my show from the Urban League and find a job. You really That's could. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you okay. really could. All right. So uh, so what does that mean? So, that means- but, but there's no reason why when people say, I can't find. If, if we if we're if we're open enough. Right. If we're authentic enough, there's really no reason why somebody in Milwaukee who says they can't find a job or find training to get a job. Can't go to Urban League and get it. Uh, correct. Because mm-hmm. if we can't help you, we then know you someone probably, else's hand. <laughs> right. right. I mean, make a referral. well, right. I mean, because right. there are other organizations that are doing similar right. work and, you know, we all have to still collaborate, respect where everyone is, but we know someone may be going to SDC or someone may be going to employ Milwaukee, but someone may want to come to the Urban League. So I think there are a number of options out here in our community. It's a matter of continuing to communicate, but also people wanting to advance and and do more. Wanting to be better. Yes, yes, and knowing that there are opportunities to do so. So Um, And I think the only other area, just so Uh you have that full picture, uh, would be our advocacy. That's what I was going to ask you. Yes, so, um, oh, and let me just add this other piece. Uh, We've been able to provide transportation for individuals. So Mm -hmm. we also have a program that's a ride program. So individuals who do not have cars or especially, you know, how our bus routes sometimes are limited and the jobs are not on the bus route. We do provide transportation. So now there's there's literally no excuse that you're not going to work. So we can even get you there. Other than you waking up (laughs) and getting ready. Absolutely. So advocacy work, Mm -hmm. um, health equity. Uh, We were actually one of the sites chosen around this country, along with a number of others, when COVID first hit, to get some additional funding through a national partnership with CDC and our National Mm -hmm. Urban League so that we could promote the vaccination, just, you know, mass safety measures, because as you know, that was challenging in our community to even feel comfortable with vaccination. So um, we continue to do that um, in promoting safety immunization and now can we actually have a wellness series that um, Faith Colas, who is our director of advocacy is hosting on a monthly basis on okay. different issues around health. So mental okay. health right. is another area we're starting to is that on a radio on. or is that it's it's actually yeah the on... podcast. Okay. Yeah, so it's through that. Okay. Um, we're also focused on home ownership. 
So that's another right. piece. So, right. uh, you know, I think I mentioned, I think the last time that we're in partnership with Medcalf, mm-hmm. we're finally at a place where um, there are some homes that are available. So now we're starting that whole road of who may be interested, you know, how do we prepare individuals right. for ownership, wow. et cetera. So, you know, we have partners like WIDA, X Housing, the bank, self-help credit union. You know, these are all of our partners as we're trying to work through this. And not only as we're focusing on MedCap, but just in general, you know, of helping to close that gap or address the gap in mm-hmm. terms of people who own their homes, as well as even individuals who are trying to get into apartments. I just had a, a student who graduated from North Division. One of our um, ambassadors, I call him an Urban League ambassador, a young man, just so proud of him. He ended up going into the military, um, made it through COVID, through some pretty challenging times, and is now, I've connected him with you know a potential job, and he just needs yeah. some help in getting settled in an apartment. Right. You know, so that's just helping someone with quality housing, you right. know, so that's right. that's basic. Um, the other would be our voter education and outreach. Um, you know, big election coming up, but the biggest thing for us is making sure that um, as many people in our community are educated, know where to go to vote, understand how you need to look at candidates and, you know, go forth because okay. we've fought a long time to vote. Right. And so everyone needs to exercise their right to vote. So that's something that's occurring all over the country in terms of really, you know, pushing. So if I want to figure out how to work with that, if I want to figure out how to join, where do I go? So you can go to our website where you can also sign up. So mm-hmm. tmul.org. Um, you can call our general number, 374-5850, and you'll be directed to the correct person based on what it is that you're looking for. Sharon Jude is our director of programs. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Faith Collis earlier right. for our advocacy work. Who just kind of cracked the whip for everything that happens, right? Every time I, <laughs> I got a call, Faith. she calls, hey, uh, Eve said, I'm like, y'all going to ask me or what? Like, you're going to say, hey, we would like you to. It's like, no, Eve said you got to do my like, okay. No, her her term is <laughs> Dr. Eve said. Okay, she, that is you how she will I mean. always but say. Still, it, no, that is what a, she will it's say. Not even a uh, can you or will you? It's of like not. Dr. Eve said that you need to be there at eight o'clock and you need to. Oh, okay. But you but love then, us so much, I, you don't. But mind. then I said, I said, nope. I'm telling my wife on her. Oh, but she you know what? She already went around and talked exactly. to her. Exactly. So I'm like, I guess set up. Again. Uh, yeah, because your wife I and I have up. a good relationship, so you can forget <laughs> that there's nowhere for you to go, dear. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. But, so but, anyway, so that's how it works. So then you talked about auxiliaries. Um, right, right. Young professionals, we are going to be activating a, them again. Right, um, because I, I think COVID kind of put them... Yeah, you know, COVID... Because that's a powerful organization. Yeah, honestly, COVID impacted both of our auxiliaries. You know, we're coming back, even with the Guild, you know. Mm -hmm. And like I said, you know, it's interesting because years ago, the Guild had a a different meaning. It meant truly you were retired and looking for something additional to do that was meaningful. And um, the Guild was started intentionally back mm-hmm. in 1942, okay? Mm-hmm. Today, I mean, you know, the Guild is over for These are people that are still working, right. but want to give back and support, right. you know? So the Guild, we're slowly but surely building back up mm-hmm. as well, you mm-hmm. know, as well as our young professionals. I think it's great. I think it's great. Any Anything to add? Anything we missed? 
Oh. Other than people need to buy a ticket to come to Yeah, the, I mean, they need like to come. Um, you know, you said something, I think, earlier just about the significance of the Urban League. And again, mm-hmm. I always try to give just a quick history because sometimes people don't understand. I mean, we are right. like 1919 like, when we started. Why? We are like 1910 yes. in yes. New York during this time that our really country that? upside down. Yeah, you know, Can think about imagine? it. Number one. Um, early 1900s, when you have millions of us moving up north. Mm -hmm. Two, um, a black male, a white female, coming together with other blacks and whites in New York to say, we need to have an organization to embrace Mm -hmm. black families and individuals as they move to these cities because yep. we know yep. there's going to be somewhat of a demographic <laughs> shock shock um oh, yeah. you know oh, not yeah. everyone is excited oh, yeah. um but we need to look at this in terms of how do we rebuild the social fabric of our country and it was that type of commitment early on with the diverse as we say today mm-hmm. um group of people who came together around a common goal knowing that if we don't do something eventually this is just going to hurt us. Wow. And so, you know, think about during that time when you did run an, an yep. urban league, okay? Yep. Because I've learned that this is an honor to yes, run an is. urban league yes, when I look is. at the history because yes. it's not like we were necessarily welcomed when we <laughs> went to, you know, quite frankly, the city officials to say, you really need to consider hiring yep. black folks, yep. okay? Um, education, you really need to consider making sure that we have quality education and can right. be there. Um, hey, you know, when we get sick, we need to have access to quality health care. In fact, right. we actually opened a blood clinic. Correct. We opened a chest clinic mm-hmm. because of TB, because we right. knew we had to have some ways ourselves. Um, we were the place in terms of recreation, um, you know, social training that, you know, People came together at the Urban League because we didn't have a lot of places to go. Very true. So, you know, what I say is if it wasn't for the Urban Leagues, which today are in 36 states and the District of Columbia, 90 of us, we call ourselves affiliates around this country in primarily metropolitan areas, the stabilization of families, black families in the early part, you know, the 1900s would not have occurred because we were really, we were that core. We were the urban um, advocacy slash social service agency that also worked in conjunction with the NAACP, who was truly focused on policy in the courtrooms while we were focused on making sure that people had um, an opportunity for quality of everyday life. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you being here. Dr. Eve Hall, president and CEO of Greater Milwaukee Urban League. And that's T-U-M-L, I'm sorry, T-M-U-L dot org. And if they want to contact you, phone number is 414-374-56. No. I'm sorry. Oh, let me read. 5850. Let me do that. 414-374-5850. If you need help, you need a job, you need some direction. Milwaukee Urban League is there to help. That's it. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. See you on November 5th. See you on the 5th.
of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Let me go back and check this talking text line because y'all was y'all was hollering at me and making all sorts of mean things towards me. Uh, talking text line. LT said the debt goes up under Democrats because they have to come in and repair all the damage that Republican tax cuts do to the rich have done. Huh? Okay. Also, the United States spends more time on war and defense instead of invading other countries like China and spending money investing on materials in Africa and building up their infrastructure. I don't, I don't get the connection. I'm sure in a decade people will say that was stolen land and materials. Huh? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to redo that one. I thought I'd text which did it go up. Under 45 Trump. Yes. My bad. I thought you were talking about 42. I thought you were talking about 42. My bad. Uh, Let me see. National debt under Trump. Let's see. Because that was the question. Debt under Trump. I'm sure it went up. But you can't pick one person then say, nah, that's why. See, it's different. But um, it went up because of COVID. And it was up before the pandemic, of course. But again, the way we argue these things is news agencies that are pro-Democrat or pro-Republican write it up and use numbers in a way that supports what they think. And so... That's that's one of the things where you got to kind of throw it out and look at. Um, you have to look at what the Congressional Budget Office says, the CBO, and kind of call it a day because other people take numbers and switch. They say one of President Trump's lesser known but profoundly damaging legacies will be the explosive rise in national debt. 
and they said it rose by seven point eight trillion. But that wasn't as much as other Democratic presidents. I'm not pro Trump or pro anybody. I'm saying these are the numbers. And so I think and then later in the story, they talk about it's the third biggest increase relative to size of the economy. Well, why did you say that in the beginning? Because you're because your headline on ProPublica says Donald Trump built a national debt so big, even before the pandemic, that it'll it'll weigh down the economy for years. Right. But what did his predecessors do? And what did George do? George Bush do and Bill Clinton do and George Herbert Walker, you know, let's let's look at all of them because all of them went kind of crazy and spent too much money. But that's just me. But that's that's something important to look at, LT. You're 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 definitely right. We got to look at it on both things. But you can't just isolate it to war and defense. Without those two, America would not be here. That's it's it's like saying when you cancel the military, it's like canceling the police, the world police. The world is a safer place today because the military's here. If you don't want the world to be safe, get rid of the military. That's fine. But that's just me. Talking text line says going back to Daryl Brooks. Callers trying to too too hard to find a flaw in this guy's case just because of his skin color. I do agree that clearly he should be in a mental institution, and that is probably the most accurate information, not accurate. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. Wayne said, Dr. Ken, remember the government shut down under Donald Trump. The government shut down under every president, dude. Like, what are we talking about? You can't count shutting down the government under a president. That's the legislature. That has nothing to do with the president. So remember that. You can't blame the president. Can't blame Barack Obama for for when the government shut down. Because legislature got to spend the money. If they don't send the bill with the money and the Senate don't sign it, it ain't going nowhere. So I don't know. That's that's a specious argument. Mr. Madi said, are you on the first floor? I came down there today and some racist hunkies act like they didn't know where your show was. A sister showed me y'all have haters and that's good, Madi. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Some people don't know and we don't have our Sign out. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, Mr. Medea. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> Is that your way of reminding me? Okay. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Where's all my stuff? Da, 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 da. All right. Watch this. Gotta gotta have the, the sound effect. All right, you ready? So when my finger moves, this is what it says. One call, that's all. One call, that's all is right. Now is your chance to be entered once again as we start anew. And our one call, that's all 5K giveaway. This will make you eligible 
to win $5,000. Be caller number five right now and be entered in to win the $5,000. Remember, if you or a loved one has ever been injured in an accident, call Gruber Law Offices now. One call, that's all. Be caller number five, win this money from the one call, that's all. 5K giveaway, 833-212-1017. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. Call now, 833-212-1017. 5K giveaway eligibility, you, right now. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Put it up here. See red? Come see red. <laughs> oh my goodness! You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Doctor Kit. We still getting used to all this new stuff. Y'all got stuff in the wrong place. Then this stuff get loose, and you be trying to talk, and the microphone start drifting down. We're like, really? And then you don't have a tool because it don't fit a key. You need a screwdriver. Who has a screwdriver? We don't even have a doggone place to throw away your your issue wow then you cut yourself and bleed all over the console right <laughs> wow i'm not gonna repeat what you said you use we gonna we gonna let that go we gonna let that go really wow probably gave them to you right <laughs> still waiting for the screwdriver right yeah. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to buy our own tools. We're going to bring them into the studio. And when we need to tighten something up, we're just going to tighten it up. Because I did it the other day, and I was talking, and it just started drifting down. I'm like, what's what's going on? I think I was on the Tory Lowe show. But, you know, part of that is just putting it together and then putting it where it sits. But then as you use it, you have to readjust it so that it's tight, a little tighter and all that. So. And while we complain and do all that, it's a phenomenal studio. Like 99% of what we're saying is like, meh. But it's a phenomenal studio. Don't tell nobody else. But then they'll get a big hit. Don't tell the morning show. They'll get a big hit. But that shake got me feeling some kind of way. (laughs) 
Mm. So, JS Online, within with with like five weeks to go to the election, Mandela Barnes tries to shift debate from crime to abortion as U.S. Senate race reaches a critical juncture. So I'm trying to figure out how, and I'm not anti-Mandela Barnes, but I'm not pro-Mandela Barnes either. He's, he's a politician. I'm not anti-Ron Johnson. I'm not pro-Ron Johnson. They're just, you know, politicians. Big deal. Um, Mandela Barnes tries to shift the debate from crime to abortion. Okay, you're running for U.S. Senate. So unless you're going to change the law and make it a federal law, I don't really know how shifting away from crime to abortion helps. And so with five weeks ago to the election, this is a story from Bill Glauber, G-L-A-U-B-E-R, from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online. With five weeks ago to the election, the U.S. Senate has reached a critical juncture as U.S. as Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson and Democratic Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes push different narratives in their efforts to appeal to an increasingly narrow slice of undecided voters. They're each trying to reach, they're each trying to make their opponent the issue. So for Johnson, it means attacking Barnes as a liberal who is out of the mainstream on criminal justice issues, a strategy that has moved polling numbers in the two-term incumbents' favor. For Barnes, there's a shift in tactics this week to try to get the race off the crime issue and onto abortion. Releasing a new ad and embarking on the campaign, what the campaign calls Ron against Roe tour that culminates in a rally this Saturday in Milwaukee. The skirmishing takes place amid a round of polling that shows Johnson surging since Barnes won the August Democratic Party nomination as Johnson and his GOP allies have spent weeks pummeling him in ads. The Mitch McConnell-connected Senate Leadership Fund Super PAC has been running a series of attack ads on Barnes, um, claiming he belongs nowhere near the Senate. Last week, a public policy polling survey had the race tied at 47-47, but Johnson led in a Fox News poll 48-44, to an ARP poll 51 to 46. Also on the horizon is Friday's first candidate debate, a Wisconsin Broadcasters Association event. So that'll be interesting. This will be an interesting watch. But the question I have is will it change for anyone? Like, Rick. Like if if Mandela Barnes wins, what will it do? If Ron Johnson gets reelected, what will it do? What impact will it have on us? What impact will it mean? <laughs> Don't dare touch the mics. I'm touching it if I want to, Mr. And thanks, by the way. Of course, Barnes goes to abortion. It is all the critical left has going for them at this point. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, me personally, I think it would be beautiful if the United States of America dismantled the two party system. 
I would love for us to simply get rid of the two-party system. You could say you're conservative. You could say you're liberal or whatever you want to call yourself. But the, the system, people are running. And whoever runs, runs. And if it's 25 people in a race, then it's 25 people in a race and somebody wins. And you run it down to the last two, and then you run it, and then you're done. But I think we miss this ability to be able to have really good, solid conversations about it. The older I get, the more I say politics is local. We're spending so much time on this senatorial race that, that, that we're missing all the crap that's going on in the city of Milwaukee and in Milwaukee County. We're missing the crime. Copper just got hit by a car intentionally today during a chase. That type of thing. We have to be careful. Citizens are getting robbed. Citizens are getting burglarized. We had Scott and Ryan on yesterday to talk about the TMJ4 Drive Safer project. I mean, at some point, when are we going to do it? When when are when are when 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 are when are we gonna like wake up and figure out we have to change this? The problem is we're gonna get the same reaction we got in the nineties with Clinton when we decided to clean up crime. So if you clean up the crack epidemic, you're going to cause incarceration. If you clean up the driving and the crime and major metropolitan cities. If you make it safe for grandma, grandpa, parents, kids to play, live, work, love in Milwaukee, somebody goes to jail. And that's unfortunate. But in order to make us safe, we may have to take drastic measures. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. I want to say thank you, DZ, for hanging in with me. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the computer piece. Never miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms, the Truth app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We got so many things coming up this week. It's going to be a great week. We got football. You got the Packers playing in London. All sorts of things are going on. Never miss a show. Just make sure you download the Truth app and check it out. Tori Lowe shows up next. I'll be back in 22 hours. God bless. Take care. Be safe.